This is Glenn Crooks on Frame. These days, if you're 25 years old making your debut as a starter in Major League Soccer, that sounds old. Stephen Turnbull he took a different path than most to get here after playing all of his soccer with New York City FC2 in MLS Next Pro last season, Turnbull got his first 90-minute shift when New York City FC hosted FC Cincinnati on Wednesday night, a 3-1 defeat. And we'll talk about that game, when he learned he'd be in the 11, which is a nice story, how COVID altered his career, the four-hour-plus driving days just to be part of the club, and how he left his sister's wedding day early to be on the bench in New England, which earned him the nickname Stephen Turnboat. That story and more all ahead. Getting to know the newest addition to the NYCFC backline, Stephen Turnbull. Stephen, before we get to your debut and what that meant, uh, your starting debut in an MLS game, uh, I, I want to... Um, just talk about the game a little bit and the recent trend with the team and just how everybody's getting on here. Now you're you're in a different situation as a rookie and trying to feel your way in and you got your first start uh, but a lot of things have gone on which you know, could lead towards something more negative than positive but uh, from talking to players and talking to Nick it's uh, it seems to have galvanized the group a little bit too but can you can you describe how that's happening? You know, what what makes this team still stable after a run of games, uh, well, winless in seven? Uh, I think it's it really just comes down to the, you know, kind of the the mentality and the drive of the group. You know, like there there isn't a lot of guys who, you know, just want to put their heads down and throw in the towel. You know, everybody's kind of on the same page where we are there you know, and we deserve more. And, you know, if we continue to work and continue to do the things that, you know, we do well and just tighten up some areas where we, you know, seem to be struggling or, you know, whatever it may be, controlling the game, things like that. Um, if we really complete those aspects of our game, you know, we know, we know for sure that we can turn this around. Um, it's still a very early point in the year. So for us to kind of, you know, beat ourselves up and, and put ourselves down is, you know, it's it's not the right way to go about it. You know, there's a real chance for us to, you know, turn the ship completely around and, and, you know, we can be looking, you know, we can fast forward two months from now and be talking about a completely different, um, you know, aspect. You know, we can be, you know, winning games and moving up the table and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so I think that that's the approach that we need to maintain and, and that's the approach that a lot of the guys have. So for yourself, mixed emotions a bit, but I'm sure more uh, excitement than anything. When did you learn that you were going to make your first start? Um, we had a um, we had a, a meeting on Friday morning, um, our match day minus one meeting, which is where we usually, you know, um, the the lineup. You know, we talk about the lineup and. Um, you know, when I came in on Friday, I did feel a little bit of a, like, kind of like a different energy from some people. Um, and, you know, I did get like... A, you mean like members of the staff? Yeah, yeah, okay, members yeah. of the staff. Yeah. I also got a, um, like, hey, are, are you ready? From James Sands. So, um, which, you know, I, I guess he knew before I did. So I kind of was like, yeah, of course I'm ready. What does that mean? You know, like, <laughs> I, I had like a little bit of you know um you know weird signals there and 
and then yeah after we left the meeting I, I knew that it was for sure and um you know I just started the whole you know preparation process and and just trying to you know keep my mentality uh sharp but also calm you know because I didn't want to you know overwhelm myself with thoughts and things like that so yeah how often have you played wing back as opposed to full back in a back four wing back in a back three or a back five however you want to look at it you're it's really a three four three and you're a winger yeah yeah to be honest uh it's it's not really a formation that i'm too familiar with um i'm typically a you know back four full back um you know get up and down kind of guy um but i think that you know the way that we play and you know the kind of the things that we look to do i think it was it was a very very easy uh transition for me i just think um you know it was really just kind of just playing in the same area just maybe a little higher at certain moments and then you know just getting back yeah maybe my run was a little longer because i was you know more advanced up the field but um I think, yeah, it, it was honestly a, a pretty easy transition for me, which I, I wasn't uh, expecting so much. So you played uh, exclusively with the New York City FC2 team uh, last year, and what I remember is that you were you scored five goals, number one, <laughs> and you were very often in, in the attacking third uh, as a fullback, so it's not unusual for you to uh, yeah. get forward, it seems. No, yeah. Yeah, I, I love to get forward. Um, love to score goals if I can, you know. Uh, there's no better feeling than scoring a goal or, you know, even creating an assist and, you know, helping the team. So those are things that I love to do. So, um, so yeah. So your uh, arrival at New York City with the two team, um, the previous experience is at Stony Brook University and then uh, a local club out that way that I don't think a lot of us are familiar with. Uh, so again, your path to where you are now as a first team player and getting your first start, it's been you know, rather interesting and and maybe unique compared to many others that are in this league. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's it's definitely been a long journey for me. Um, when I came out of college, it was it was COVID, you know, so uh, it was a difficult time to, you know, really get any exposure um and you know all those kinds of things i was um with uh new york rebels too at the time after i came out of college you know i spent about a month with them and then i actually ended up leaving because i failed a covid test so they had you know released me from from there for that um and then at that point in time it was you know, there just wasn't really a lot of opportunities to get, you know, to a professional club and even get in front of, you know, professional coaches on a trial or anything because everybody was just so afraid of COVID. They were just, you know, content with the guys that they had at the time. So, yeah, I took a little bit of time to just, you know, kind of work on myself um, from a strength and conditioning standpoint. Um, and the the window the season was almost over so i was like you know what let me just wait till the next window for it to open i'll just keep working hard keep you know um working on my strength working on my conditioning and um yeah i was just playing with a local uh epsl team Cyprians, you know just you know just to keep my you know just to keep me in it you know just yeah. to you know keep playing games and stuff like that 
Um, and then, yeah, I, I uh, got in front of the MICFC2 coaches, and from there it's been uh, – What was that process? Ride. Did they come out and scout you at your uh, local did. game? And yeah. Did, uh, yeah, did you write to them first, or did, <clears throat> had they heard about you through uh, some other source? Or? Um, yeah, they had heard about me through, um, I guess, like a mutual – connection mm. between club and, and yeah. me somebody that i knew and somebody that they had known as well um and they invited me i actually played an epsl game against jack beer he played at lansdowne and i played with the pont cyprians and we played against each other and then they they had a scout there and i ended up at the micfc two combine with jack and then yeah from there you know everything just they wanted me on the team and then from there it was just about you know, grinding and, you know, doing all the things right. And, you know, that's that's kind of my story, you know. Like, it's just been one big grind for me, you know. And um, my, you know, my – I feel like I had to work harder than maybe I should have because I feel like, you know, I could have years ago been ahead of this whole process. But, you know, the timing is, is the way that it is. And, you know, I, I can't – I can't fault that. I can't change it. You know, it's just like I'm a little longer. Yeah, you're I'm a 25 little, years yeah, old. You're like yeah. you're like an, a, an old man yeah, yeah. to make your debut in yeah. some cases. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you're one of the many that um, sounds like impacted by COVID. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of delayed your entrance in, into the professional ranks. Yeah. Um, we're with Stephen Turnbull, uh, first team member, New York City FC. It was the two team. So the emergence of MLS Next Pro, which uh, was in its inaugural season, in your first season yep. with the club, uh, was pretty vital for you. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, obviously, to to be able to stay home and play for you know a, a club like this that you know had just come off an MLS Cup. Um, you know, win, it's, I mean, it was, it was huge for me, um, you know, and, and at that time, I was super grateful to get the opportunity to play with the second team, you know, um, obviously, my, my goal has always been, you know, I want to be playing and starting and playing games for the first team. But I was just, you know, remaining humble and, you know, staying and being grateful for that opportunity which then you know brought me this one so so yeah it's it's just been you know since I've come here it's it's just been one of the best decisions of my life so were you uh, commuting from out on Long Island pretty far east to get to training yeah what was that like yeah it was uh last year was pretty tough um you know just uh, I mean, I'd wake up probably like 6.30, 6.45, get out of the house by 7, just to get here by 9.15, 9.30. You know, it's um, where I live is very far east from here. Um, I, so do you live in the Stony Brook vicinity? Is that where you... Uh, it's kind of. I mean, Stony Brook is on the North Shore, so I live on the South Shore of Long Island. So I live like... My town is called Holtzville, but it's yeah. most closely associated with Patchogue, which is the most, um, you know, South Shore town there. So Stony Brook is a little, probably like 20 minutes more North Shore. It's actually more out of the way than it is to go um, to where I live, so which is nice. But 
Um, but no, yeah. the times that I've gone out that way, normally commuting from New Jersey, it's a haul. It's, yeah. now, but even to get into the city or to Queens is a haul. Yeah, just to get over the George Washington Bridge is a haul. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I was, you know, like constantly like getting out of training and like trying to rush, jump in the shower, get lunch You're really in. trying to beat rush out. Yeah, I'm really yeah. trying to like, because if you leave after 2.15, forget it. You know, you're going to, it's going to take you two and a half hours to get home. So if you can leave by 115, 130, 145, you can maybe do it in just under two hours to get home. So, so yeah, I was driving like four hours a day. Um, you know, that's just a lot of gas. That's yeah. a lot of, you're on a pretty small contract. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. you know, that's, that's a bit of adversity really considering everything else you'd been through, but, yeah. um, it seems to have paid off. Yeah, yeah, it did. You know, I, I, I told myself when I started with the, with the second team. Obviously, you know, I was, um, you know, just turned 24 at the time, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give myself this year to really make something happen for myself, and this year I'm gonna put all my effort into it. You know, forget about everything else. I'm gonna do all the driving, whatever it takes to get there you know, making a lot of money, maybe not, you know, but you know what? I don't care. You're I'm playing gonna, soccer. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to take this year to really, you know, prove that I can do it and, you know, like see where it takes me. And, you know, I couldn't be happier with, with the destination. So. And the circumstances became interesting this year because you were still on the two team contract, but then you were called in on a couple of occasions. I don't know the exact ruling, but there was a point where New York City either had to sign you to a a first team contract or I guess you would find work elsewhere yeah um it was yeah uh after preseason um you know just we you know had some you know negotiation and um I ended up you know taking the second team offer that they had made me and um you know with the opportunities to move up into the first team, which is what I did last year once, uh, one short-term loan. And then, you know, the way that the rules are for the MLS Next Pro is I'm pretty sure you can short-term loan four times, but amongst those four short-term loans, you can only make two appearances. So I had made two appearances already with three short-term loans. So I made two out of three. In my three loans, I appeared twice. So the next loan. So the next trigger. loan. Yeah. So the next loan, I couldn't even play. And I, which match was that? I, I, I'm, I that was uh, New England Revolution. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I played about. You know, we you actually played, we actually had spoken the we hotel did, we did. before that you match. Played Twenty-one minutes that yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. And we had spoken the hotel before that match, and I had told you a little bit about my situation. Yeah. And um, and yeah, after that game, you know, it, it came to a point where it was like, okay this you know we're in the first month and a half of the season and we've already used two of this guy's you know appearances we you know it's it either came to the point for them to say we're going to need him for the rest of the year or we're not going to need him at all you know because you know at that point it was and for me I was I was kind of in a in a in a point where I was a little upset because I had used my two appearances really early yeah so yeah. I was I was like 
wow, like what, you know, what is this, you know, what is this change for me? You know, like, does this, do I get the contract (laughs) or what's the other side of it? Is it, you know, now I'm no longer going to be pulled up with the first team ever again for the rest of the year. And we still have seven more months to go. Yeah. You know, so I was like kind of frustrated a little bit. And then, um, you know, I, I had got the message to sit down with David and, and, um, and yeah, it was it was a really really great moment for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a wonderful story. But yeah. we're going to conclude with an even better story. Yeah. <laughs> Your sister's wedding. Yeah. And you on the bench. So <clears throat> that's how I'm teeing you up to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So it was uh, last year when I was still on um, my second team contract. I had gotten my first opportunity to uh, travel with the first team. Uh, it was my first short-term loan opportunity, um, but it kind of came on a on a really unique weekend. Um, you know, my sister was getting married, and the I was supposed to. You know, obviously, you're when, in the wedding. Yeah, obviously, I'm in the wedding party because it's my sister, and I was supposed to be completely off that weekend. So I was supposed to be completely off with you know no responsibilities, but to just be there for my sister. Um, and big day for her. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was, you know, a huge day for my family. And, um, and yeah, I had got the call from Sam and he said, Hey, listen, you know, you're going to be on the, you're going to be in the roster. Sam Pugsley. Sam Pugsley. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he called me up and he said, Hey, you know, you're going to be in the roster this weekend. Um, and I was like, wow. I was like, uh, yeah. What did you say? Was, <laughs> did you say, well, yeah. gee, my sister's getting <laughs> Yeah, I was a little frozen, and yeah. I, I think he kind of, like, sensed that. And he's like, yeah, you know, is everything all right? And I was like, yeah. It's just uh, my sister's getting married uh, this weekend, you know? And he was like, oh, man. Um, so he he was like, all right, let me see what I can do. And, you know, we he came back with some crazy idea, but it was, it was a great one, honestly, because it, it really just – got me to be there for everything so he said to me he's like all right there's a ferry terminal that's about 15 minutes away from where your sister's getting married and the last ferry leaves at you know i don't know i think it was like 7 seven thirty or something and he's <laughs> like if you hop on that ferry by seven thirty, it'll get you over to connecticut by eight thirty, which then you could take an uber from the from the terminal in connecticut to the hotel that we're staying at so that you're there before the curfew and you can be there for the game, but also have a few hours to spend at your sister's wedding. So although how many I, hours uh, was that officially at your sister's wedding? Uh, I think the wedding, we started taking photos about noon <laughs> and I left about six o'clock. So I'd say like, I got like, so you got, to, you were there for the ceremony yep. and then yeah. at least a portion of the, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I was there for a bunch of the photos. I was there for the ceremony, and then uh, I ate dinner and everything and, you know, heard the speeches and all that kind of stuff. And then literally right as they were putting out the dance floor, I was out of there, you know. so (laughs) When did you tell your sister about this? uh, And what's her name? Her name is Samantha. Okay, so when did you tell Samantha about this? I told her, um, I told, you know, my whole family, I told my, called my parents up right away, and uh, it was, so I was leaving Friday from training, 
to go directly to her um uh what the, is it dinner, uh, rehearsal the, the rehearsal dinner, yeah. the rehearsal dinner yeah so i was leaving training friday driving out to long island like way out by riverhead for the rehearsal dinner when i got the call from sam <laughs> and that was when i was like oh Ugh. man so now i'm headed to a rehearsal dinner in riverhead where i plan to go to my sister's wedding and just have the weekend and now i have to like basically stop home first pack all my stuff, stuff so that yeah. I have enough, you know, to go travel and then get out to Riverhead and stay out over Unbelievable. there. Yeah. So it was, it and was, it, and what an experience, certainly both, but yeah. ultimately to just sit on the bench, Yeah. which, you know, I'm sure the club would have, um, kindly forgiven you, yeah. uh, for, you know, wanting to be with your sister. So, uh, yeah, that's, it, it, it's, um, that's a tough one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I, I wanted to sh- show my commitment to the, to the team and to the club. And, um, you know, I thought it was a great opportunity that, that they would, you know, they were giving to me. And, you know, like it, it just everything comes with sacrifices, you know. So and I think for me, you know, I just realized that this was a sacrifice that I, I needed to make in order to put myself in a better situation to, you know, move forward. And um, I think that you know, sacrificing dad and showing them how, you know, willing I was to hop on a boat and hop in an Uber and, you know, um, skip out on some of my sister's wedding. Um, I think it really held some weight with, um, what they thought about me as a person. Yeah. Little question. So what now are the next steps and what kind of feedback have you gotten, uh, from Nick Cushing and the staff? So three appearances so far, one minute in the opener, uh, at Nashville, 21 minutes against New England, and then your first MLS start um, on a Wednesday night against the, the top team in the league. And so what was the feedback after the game in terms of your performance and then what might happen um, throughout the rest of the season? Yeah, um, I spoke with Nick briefly um, on my way out of the game, and, you know, he, he just, you know, gave me some good feedback and, you know, told me that, you know, he was happy with my play and, um, you know, he he said that I, I showed him that I have the capability to be a starter in the MLS and, you know, play games and get significant minutes and significant time, um, you know, which was uh, just amazing to hear from him, uh, which, you know, gives me some confidence to go out there and do it For again. Sure. For and, sure. Uh, Competition now. Yeah, yeah. you got so, Illinich there, you've got Gray, but yeah. that's the way it, uh, well, it should be if you're running a, a yeah. club, and uh, and then you just have to take care of uh, your business, I guess. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so that's uh, Stephen Turnboat. Apparently that was uh, your nickname after you took <laughs> the boat from yeah. your sister's wedding yeah. <laughs> to the New England game. <laughs> uh, but really, Stephen Turnbull, and uh, thank you so much, and uh, good luck with the next one. Yeah, thank you. This is Glenn Crooks on Frame.